Hello and welcome to the Buzz News Sports Podcast. I'm your host Sam Smart and coming up today we have a review of AFC Bournemouth's loss to Liverpool as well as a roundup of the weekend's local and national sport. But first, I'm joined by our reporter Dan Palmer who was at the Vitality Stadium yesterday where AFC Bournemouth were thrashed 4-0 by league leaders Liverpool. But Dan, were the cherries as bad as the scoreline suggests? Um, no, I think 4-0 probably flatters Liverpool slightly. Liverpool unquestionably deserved to win the game. But no, I mean, when you look at the first half, it was really, really close in the first half. You know, Bournemouth could and arguably should have been ahead at half-time, to be honest. They had a chance on about the 44th minute where Justin Clybert flashed a ball across the six-yard box and it just needed uh, Ryan Christie or Dominic Solanke to sort of touch it into the net and it somehow evaded everyone and I think went out for a throw the other side. So when you look at that, Bournemouth could have been 1-0 up at the break. They had chances in the second half, but ultimately it just kind of came down to a difference in quality in the final third in the sense that Liverpool sort of had that that extra little bit. They took one less touch to get their chances away and that's what made, made the difference really. So I think when you look at it overall that 4-0 does probably flatter Liverpool, but as I say, they deserve to win. But when you look at the first half, Bournemouth showed that they could have got more out of the game. And I spoke to Anthony Ariola, the Bournemouth manager, after the game, and he kind of agreed with that. I, I was happy, especially first half, with the beginning of the first half and how we ended the first half. I think last 10 minutes of the first half, we had our momentum, we were pushing, we were uh, being what we wanted to be. Uh, but I would say the, the goal... The first goal they scored was was key. No? From there, I think they won some confidence. They started to be even more aggressive in the in the in the press. So you've obviously mentioned there that Bournemouth weren't that bad. But what actually went wrong for them then, if they're going to be on the end of a big scoreline like that? The defense. It was ultimately sort of defensive shortcomings that maybe let them down. They're riddled with injuries in that back four. I mean, Bournemouth were arguably lucky to have eleven men at the end of the game. Clivert maybe could have been sent off but you know I don't it's not a disaster for, for Bournemouth we saw them sort of capitulate a bit against Man City earlier in the season and then went on a brilliant run after that so I mean Areola will be hoping that Bournemouth do the same this time Great and finally just one more thing do you think there are any new concerns for Bournemouth off the back of that game going into Swansea later this week? Well the big one for Bournemouth is that they now have no fit fullbacks available I mean Max Ahrens is only just back from injury um, but he's Looks like he's done his hamstring. Ariola said after the game, it's a bit too early to tell. Um, but if Aaron's has, has done his hamstring, then as I say, they have no fit fullback. So that back line's a bit of a mystery. It might be a back three against uh, Swansea. We don't really know. So there, there are new concerns, and it's a very tight turnaround as well. Again, after the game, when I was speaking to Anthony Ariola, he he sort of said that you know time is time is short, but he hopes that they they've got enough to make it through to the next round. I would prefer no to have more days to recover, especially considering our. Uh, especially our defending positions, the fullback positions. Uh, I don't know how all the how they finish today, and uh, we'll have one less day than them. We know it's not going to be easy. Cheers, Dan. And remember, we will have all of the latest AFC Bournemouth news on all of our Buzz platforms. Now we can go to Noah Smith, who has a match report for the AFC Bournemouth's women's team. Thanks, Sam. I don't think Bournemouth women were expecting this result, let alone Southampton, with a 14-0 win for the Cherries in the Hampshire Cup. Erin Bloomfield got six goals over her former team. She spent two spells over at Southampton. Uh, while Gemma McGuinness got four goals, Chloe Gilroy got a hat-trick, and recent signing Katie Thompson got herself a goal too. Uh, there are literally too many goals for you to talk about uh, to give a good play-by-play. However, I will mention the pick of the goals, which was Katie Thompson's powerful left foot hit for the edge of the box, which showed the immense quality that the Bermuda International has. 
I think this game also shows the growth uh, the Bournemouth team have undergone over the past couple of years. Uh, we take a look at the 5-0 and 3 losses to Southampton in 2020 and 2021. And compared to this rugby-esque score, I think it points to an ascendancy of the women's team that shows no signs of slowing down. Bournemouth under-18's team were also in action over the weekend, with uh, Cardiff's side beating them 5-2 in a game which involved a huge scrap breaking out in the second half. Uh, Cardiff were up 3-0 by half-time, uh, with goals from Jake Davis, Trey George and Joseph Edwards. Uh, in the second half, Louis Phillip got Cardiff their fourth goal, before Bournemouth Johnny Stottles scored two goals in the space of three minutes to try and get something back. Uh, the main highlight, for me at least anyway, was a massive scuffle breaking out in the same fifth minute. Uh, this saw coaches having to come onto the pitch to try and break up the chaos. Uh, both teams lost a player, uh, with Cardiff Jax Thomas and uh, Bournemouth's Carlos Gregory getting red cards. Uh, Cardiff got one more goal, uh, as Trey George converted a penalty in the 88th minute, and ended a strong performance from Cardiff against a lacklustre Bournemouth side. Back to you, Sam. Thanks, Noah. Now it's time for a roundup of all of your local non-league football clubs. Here's Harry Slynn. First, we start with Storm Aisha, as its disruption caused a lot of matches this week to be postponed. Paul Town again had a week of no football, as their home tie against Swindon Superine was cancelled after a quick pitch inspection deemed the pitch unplayable. Paul Town haven't played a game since Boxing Day and will be hoping to play next Saturday, as the Dolphins look to make it five games unbeaten as they travel to Tiverton Town. Eastleigh's miseries continued as they hoped to bounce back from their exit out of the FA Cup, but their home tie against Oldham was also postponed. Oldham fans went viral on Saturday as they decided to go and support lower league side Rugby Town after they found out that the game was off halfway through their journey. Along the south coast, Weymouth also had their home tie against St Albans City postponed. The Terriers travelled to Taunton Town tomorrow night, hoping to extend their gap from the relegation zone. Wimborne Town were also absent from the football this weekend as their game against Eversham United was another fixture that was called off due to the icy conditions. Wimborne haven't played since the start of January where they beat Exmouth 4-1. Poulton Rovers host Wimborne Town tomorrow night in a much anticipated fixture. Now we look to the games that did go ahead on the weekend. Former Bournemouth player Brett Pittman scored a hat-trick as Shaftesbury beat Brickenhurst 5-2 in what was Pittman's 8th hat-trick for the club this season. In the Championship, Southampton beat Swansea in a cold, rainy day in Wales. First half goals from Shea Adams, Will Smallbone and West Ham lonely Flynn Downs secured a vital three points. The Saints will now prepare for their FA Cup fourth round tie against Watford next Sunday at Vicarage Road. And Dorchester Town shocked third place Merrith Town 3-2 in a brilliant victory for the Magpies, who are fighting to stay in a non-league Premier Division. Back to you Sam, who has some interesting developments on the world of rugby. Thank you, Harry. Now, if you watched our Friday Sports Buzz last week, you would know that the coaching staff at Toulouse Rugby were in Dorset last week, and it clearly seemed to have helped them prepare, as they beat Bath Rugby 31-19 in the European Champions Cup yesterday. Elsewhere in the competition, Exeter also fell to defeat in France against Bayonne, with the result meaning they will host Bath in the last 16. Sale were knocked out after a 24-37 loss to holders La Rochelle, in a match which saw England's Ben Curry suffer what appeared to be a serious injury just two weeks before the Six Nations. And finally, it's time for your National Sports Roundup. Let's go to Ollie Weller, who has the latest. We started the tennis where Cam Norrie was knocked out in the round of 16 of the Australian Open earlier today. He lost 3-2 to Alexander Zverev, and in cricket, Virat Kohli has withdrawn from the first two tests against England for personal reasons. Harry Brook has also returned home due to a personal matter. And to snooker, where Ronnie O'Sullivan came back from 4-0 down to beat Judd Trump in the World Grand Prix Final. Trump won all the frames in the first session 
and O'Sullivan found himself 6-3 down at one point, but the world number one produced another masterclass, winning six straight frames and finishing the game 10-7. Now over to the Gulf, where Rory McIlroy won the Dubai Desert Classic for the fourth time in his career. Three birdies on the front nine in the final round and finishing the tournament 14 under par was enough for the Northern Irishman to defend his title after winning in this competition last year. McElroy reflected on how important it was to start the year off with a win. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, there, there wasn't a ton of fireworks just because the course was so difficult, but uh, I held on as best as I could. You know, I started well last year with the win here. I was a little more in, in dramatic fashion on the last green compared to that there, but um, it's a great platform to build from. I know I'm playing good golf. In the Premier League, there weren't too many fixtures due to it being the final weekend of the winter break. However, there were still some great games. Arsenal beat Crystal Palace 5-0 at home. The dominant display by the Gunners had the Palace fans wanting change. Brentford saw off Nottingham Forest beating them 3-2. Ivan Toney's comeback game was full of controversy. The striker appeared to move the ball from its original free-kick spot so he could have a better angle to sneak the ball around the wall, which in turn helped them win the game. And talking about controversy, Sheffield United managed a late point against West Ham from an Ollie McBurney penalty. The game finished 2 all with each team picking up red cards late on. West Ham had a late penalty shout on even after Ollie McBurney's penalty. In the 98th minute, Jarrod Bowen was rugby tackled, but it was not given and the team shared the points. And finally, Liverpool comfortably beat Bournemouth 4-0 at the Vitality Stadium. Later this week, Liverpool will face Fulham in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. Back to you, Sam. Great. Thanks, Ollie. Thank you for tuning in and join us tomorrow for another Buzz News Sports podcast. Until then, goodbye.